The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime today, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Doing fantastic, Jared. What about you? I'm not doing too bad. The Angels are absolutely rolling. Probably the hottest team in baseball right now. But before we get going with that conversation, Nate, I got a question for you. I think I know which direction we're going here. And I'm just going to go right for it. What is a Bach? <laughs> oh, man. I, I think Otani Bach the first time. He flinched his front, he flinched his front side. But I, I know I'll get a lot of hate for that. But that's fine. I do, too. Uh, so that's fair. I, I also think that, like, I didn't see the first one live. I just, somebody, I was looking down. I think I was watching a minor league game. And I was looking down at my phone. And they were like, Otani Bach. And I was like, oh, whatever. And then they said, oh, Tony Bakhti, and I looked up and I had to watch the whole thing and I was like, huh? I, I didn't understand it. So if you could define, you know, what a Bach is, that'd be, that'd be great. The, the first one looked like a Bach. Like he moved, he flinched his front side before he turned. Um, and then the second one, I, I don't know. That one, it was, I didn't see it live either. I saw the first one live. And so I could tell that one for sure was a buck. The second one I did not see live, and it was very hard to tell based on the angles and like where the video started if he rolled through it or not. I mean, there's a couple different ways to balk. Um, you don't come set is one, which I believe is what they were calling the second balk on, saying he didn't come set. Uh, the other one is making a move towards home and then going back to a base. Um, I think that's what they were saying on the first one, which I, I believe was a balk. Uh, it looked like his front front side just kind of flinched a little bit, and then he turned to throw to second. Um, let's see. There's a couple other ones, but uh, those were the two that were really um, – I think the umpires were really going towards on those two calls against Otani. 
Yeah, and I agree. I think that the first one, and don't hate on me here on this one, because I, I, I do think the first one was more of a Bach, per se. It looked weirder. And when something weird happens, the first thing you do is call a Bach, right? Like, any time you do something like, like, and I, I, I'm not going on a story of mine, and I'm not I'm not proud of this one. It's a brain, brain fart that I had, and I didn't get called a Bach on it. But I picked off to home plate one time. I did. I did. And it, I was coming back from not playing for a while. And it was like my first time pitching on the mound, and I, I come set, and I have a runner on first, and I kind of look, and I was like, okay, I'm going to pick here. And then I, and then and my next thought was like, never mind, I'm going to go home. But the pick was still in my head. So I stepped off and and I jumped towards, I think I, it, Justin Verlander, I think, did it. I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure, no, 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 it was Carlos Carrasco who did it. Carlos Carrasco did it one time where he stepped off, threw towards home plate, and might have gotten a strike out of it. I, I, I don't remember. But yeah, I, I, I had one of those brain farts before. I think we all do. Back onto the Otani Bach, though. I, I think I agree with you. I thought the first one was weird, weirder, should we say. And I, I thought it, you know, should have possibly been a Bach. I thought the front side moved early, too. If you look at the legs, I thought the legs moved a little bit, too. And, and I'm, I'm in total agreement with you there. So the first one, I agree. The second one was where I had a bit of an issue. But after review, I'm not saying it was a Bach, but it was close. Because when you look at that side angle, it does look like he kind of rocks a little bit. But yeah, that's what I was saying too. I, I thought I saw a rock, but it's very hard to tell. Oh, there's no way you can tell in person if he balked or not. There's there's no way you can call that in that situation of a game, three one game. I think in the fifth inning, fourth inning, something like that, and or maybe it's three nothing at the time, three whatever it was. And you know, to score a run too, you need to be. 100% certain that was a Bach, and I don't think it was there. I, I really don't. I, I want to say, you know, 100% it was, and and there was some, there were some, there was some hate that was distributed to me on Twitter for that, and I, whatever, you know, so be it, but I, I just don't think that, I don't think that he balked on the second one, and that, that's, that causes a run, and, and Shohei didn't think he balked, and Joe Madden didn't think he balked on either one of them, and, and I, you know, I, I kind of agree with them as well. I, I know I just said that I thought the first one was a Bach, but it's only because it was weird. You know, when something weird happens on the mound, like I said, you got to call a Bach. So, Nate, I think, you know, we're pretty much in agreement. The first one maybe was a Bach, a little bit more of a Bach per se, than the second one. And the second one, I just don't know. You can't you can't call that in, in real time, in my opinion at all. So, yeah, I, I think that as a conclusion to this whole conversation that we just had we don't know what box are correct it's deceiving the runner or the hitter that's deceiving the runner is basically what it is and i don't know the first one it really looked like it was a box but i don't know yeah so you know it is what it is it's behind us i just wanted to bring that up because it was a fun weekend in arizona it really was for the angels they they got the brooms out they swept they're going to Oakland hot. They're looking to pick up some games on Oakland, looking to pick up some games on Houston. But before we get on to anything further than that, give us one second to pay the bills. Hey everyone, before we start, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. 
As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, personalized. Q&A is a Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and you name all the other ones. You got them. Okay? The best part is you can get all this for only 15 bucks a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hostel is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, Nate. So all in all, this weekend, fantastic weekend for the Angels. Like I mentioned before, the Angels swept the Arizona Diamondbacks. Grant, the Diamondbacks have not been good. I think they're now 22 and 40 or 20 and 46 on the year. The Angels climbed to one game over 500 with the sweep. But let's just kind of go game by game recap and start with game one of the series on Friday. The Angels win 6-5 in 10 innings. A fun one. Kind of go back and forth a little bit there. We already talked about the Shohei Otani Bach. Kurt Suzuki hit a home run, which came out of nowhere in that game and Kurt Suzuki actually hit the Diamondbacks really really well and to a point where Joe Madden didn't take him out of the game uh with in a certain in a very important situation I think in the top of the, in the top of the 10th inning which the Angels end up scoring a run anyways on a Max Stassi grounder and we'll get to Stassi in a second anyways with all that but I mean good quality game there 6-5 overall I, I thought that Otani deserved to win that game I thought he pitched well Nate, did you watch enough to kind of give us a little bit of a recap on Otani start? I watched a little bit of it. it he, he threw the ball really well. I mean, he's thrown the ball well for the most part the entire season. Uh, it's a shame he didn't get a win, and I know you're not a huge win guy. Wins, whatever. It's a cool stat, but it's not necessary. But it is unfortunate that uh, he did not get the win in that game because he did deserve it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely did deserve it. A uh, little bit of a road bump in the ninth inning with Rysel Iglesias came down to the last last strike, gave up a game-tying home run to, I believe it was Josh Rojas, who snapped like a two-for-44 streak in his you know last 20 games or 15 games or whatever it was. And it just kind of seems like players, random players, get hot against the Angels, and Josh Rojas got hot during that game. I think he hit two home runs. So... On to the second game, and the Angels end up again winning that because they swept 8-7, to seven, another fun one. They gave up a five spot in the fifth, or in the third, I'm sorry. They came back, scored two in the fourth, two in the fifth to make it 5-4. Arizona scored one in the seventh, made it a 6-4 game. Angels scored four in the eighth and ninth innings combined. Ended up winning 8-7, to seven. and Anthony Rendon, the hero of the game that day, Four RBIs, hit a home run, his fourth of the season. And, Nate, let's talk about Anthony Rendon for a second, man. If this guy gets hot, watch out, especially since Trout's not batting and or not playing right now. And, man, how important is, is Rendon for this lineup? Very important. It's, it's huge. He is supposed to be the RBI machine. Uh, that's kind of what he was in, in Washington, the very quiet uh, no one really talked about him too much, but he, he looked up and he had 95 to 110 RBIs every year. and So that's the kind of thing that we need um, to see out of Rendon. So it, it would be nice to see him get 
continue to stay hot. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's been red hot in the month of June. I, I don't have the stats on me off the top of my head, but yeah, just absolutely red hot in the month of June. So on to our final game, yesterday's game on Sunday, and the bats really did come alive. The Angels scored six runs in the first two innings, ended up winning 10-3. to Max Stassi homered. We'll get to him in a second. Jared Walsh homered, and Patrick Sandoval pitched well again for Jose Quintana in that spot that I would assume he would be in. Man, and at what point do you think, like, hey, you know, Patrick Sandoval's kind of deserving a spot in the rotation? Three months ago. <laughs> That's fair. It, it really is. Like, I know you're not a big Quintana fan, and... Not at all. I, I know you're not being a you know former Cub fan in a sense, and I air quote that because you went to school out there and you, you watch Madden, and you know we have the background stories behind that. But but yeah, I mean, I didn't think Sandoval. You know, I, I I'm a big fan of Sandoval in the bullpen. I think that that is you know one of my big vocal things with the Angels. I, I think that they need to put him in the pen. But man, the with the way he's starting right now in these past, I think he started three games. There is no reason to bring back Jose Quintana, and and especially with a, a certain prospect down in Double A pitching well too, a left-hander. I'm not going to name his name right now. I'm not even going to talk about him. I, I it's just it's it's tough to bring Quintana back. I know that they're going to, and they're going to give him all the chances in the world to start. But man, if you're trying to win a win the West, I I, I think right now, it, it, you got to look at Patrick Sandoval. I and and the same goes with. I, I don't think even think we talked about this. I don't even know if Jose Quintana's really hurt. I think it was just to get some more guys an opportunity. I'm sure he hurt his shoulder. I I, I, I hate to think that there was a, a, a fake IL stint, but, I mean, it's not something that's not happened before. So, last guy I want to talk about, Max Stassi. Is he getting to the All-Star game, Nate? I don't know if he's played enough. Um, I, I know catcher's a, a weird position where um, it, it could be a lot of different guys. To, to be an all-star, but I don't know. Max Sassy, he's been hurt a lot, um, but he has raked when he's been on the field. So that's going to be the one thing is fans, are they going to notice him? I know his numbers are really, really good, but are fans outside of the Angels fans going to really notice him and write him down? Because um, if not, I, I don't know if – if the Rays organization, because it, it would be Kevin Cash who would be making some of those decisions, if Kevin Cash would give it to a guy like that who has missed so much time. And honestly, do we really want him as an all-star? Like, yeah, it's really good for him. But uh, more things for where he can get hurt, and he's coming off a hip surgery, which I've been very vocal about, is very tough on a catcher. So it, it would be nice to see him as an all-star. It really would. But, you know, he could also use the extra rest. Yeah, you know, I'm with you on that. I, I see both sides of it. You know, it'd be great to see him honored as an all-star and, and put another all-star out there for the Angels. I know Otani's more than likely going to make it, and beyond that, I'm I'm not too sure who else can possibly make it. <laughs> Jared Walsh definitely should, I think, to in some capacity make it to the all-star game, and I, I really hope that Otani is in the home run derby as well, so... Yeah, all in all, a great weekend. Let's kind of look forward to the Oakland series. I don't really have matchups. I think that we see Dylan Bundy and Frankie Montez tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. And Griffin Canning and Andrew... Who is it? Manaya. Manaya, Manaya. I was thinking Montez for some reason. He's uh, the next. 
yeah, Montez will go the second game. Uh, I think it's against Andrew Heaney. Uh, Griffin Canning will go the third game. Nate, are you feeling optimistic about this series at all? I it, it's I don't know. You know, the Angels tend to play well, but then they, they tend don't to play well in Oakland. It feels like yeah, yeah. And, and the the one thing like where I will slow the roll with the Angels is we have taken advantage of some very very bad pitching. Um, you look at Kansas City series. We faced a guy who couldn't get out of the first inning, making his major league debut. Um, you look at the, the the starters we faced against Arizona. Um, just not really quality arms, and the A's are going to throw two quality arms at us. The third guy, um, he's thrown really well this year. It's Cole Irvin, who I played against a lot. Um, SoCal guy. Soka, Orange County guy, mm-hmm. uh, went to Servite High School, played against him a lot. So that that would be uh, that's going to be a tough series for the Angels. To, it it's going to be a real a real measuring stick to see how good these guys really are. Because are are they just beating up on on bad pitching, or are they actually just really good right now? So I think this series is is really really important for the Angels to find out are they pretenders or are they contenders. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, the Angels are red hot right now. Best case scenario, I think they take two or three, but, I mean, you just never know. You you really don't. The, the Angels are hot right now. They they could go and, I mean, if they take two or three and then you go, you get four at home against Detroit and then you get two against a very hot San Francisco team, which San Francisco is really good for some strange reason this year. Then you get Tampa and the Yankees in Tampa in, in and in New York. And then you come home to Baltimore. I it's it's a very favorable schedule, but it's like a 500 favorable schedule. If that makes sense, like Angels could go out and get swept by the Yankees, who have the same record as them right now. The Angels could go out and get swept by the Rays, which I think happened already earlier this season. And Baltimore comes to town, and you got to hope that you take advantage of a not very good Baltimore Orioles team. So, yeah, I this week it's a big week for the Angels. It really, really is. You don't have Trout. Trout's not back for at least a, you know, three more weeks, maybe a month. I we don't know that yet. We're gonna get more information as as it rolls out this week because we're gonna get a lot of information on Trout and how he's feeling and and what the timeline is for everything. So, yeah, just big series. And last thing I want to talk about before we let everybody go. I know we already had the the sticky stuff podcast and we talked about foreign substances, but I want to go back. I kind of want to go back to it a little bit, in a sense, and talk about Trevor Bauer because Trevor Bauer started. Nate, I don't know if you saw these stats. <laughs> I know you're going to have a field day with him. I don't have the stats pulled up, but I know the spin rate was down. I know the vertical break was down. I know the horizontal break was was down. And Trevor Bauer got lit up. Do we think the MLB is, in a sense, making a push? Do we think there's a memo sent out? What do like? Something had to have happened where some of because there have been a couple players now that we've seen the spin rate go down randomly out of nowhere and they just get crushed. So I'm I'm kind of interested to hear your take on all this. Yeah, uh, Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer were the two most notable names, and they lost a lot of spin rate. Um, do, do you remember how much it was? Like it was in between 200 and 400 RPM on fastballs. I'm sure at least that on off speed. Uh, 
Yeah, I thought it was about 250 yeah. for yeah. those two because I know those two numbers were really, really uh, important. But the MLB did just come out with their illegal substance policy, and they told pitchers that within the next week or two, they are going to start checking every starter before the game, and they're going to check every reliever who comes in, and if they believe that a position player has some, and is giving some to his pitcher, they are allowed to check the position player as well. The MLB has come out and said that suspensions are going to be very, very brutal. Uh, I would speculate in the 15- to 20-game suspension. That's kind of what it sounds like, and I know that sounds really, really, like, really? 20, 15, 20 games? That's three or four starts for these guys? Um, But, yeah, I I think MLB really wants to crack down on this and, and make sure that these guys aren't, uh, cheating, I guess, is the way that they're they're going about this. But um, the MLB did send something out because they wanted these guys to try and figure some things out before it becomes a problem because they really don't want to have to suspend guys. But they said, it's just like steroids. We're going to put everything out. And, you know, if you get caught, you're going to get a big suspension. But we're giving you every opportunity to figure it out before we start popping, guys. So, kind of interesting that you mentioned steroids, and I, 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 we'll, I think we'll kind of get back to the sticky stuff here in a second, but Garrett Cole, probably a Hall of Famer, right? Getting pretty Hot. close. Getting pretty Hot. close to it. Getting pretty yeah. close. Trevor Bauer, probably not so much, but hypothetically, both those guys finish their career strong and look like they're going to be Hall of Famers, and those two guys notably are the most famous users of Sticky Stuff, Spider Tack, whatever they're using, the homemade creation. Do you vote for them? Do I vote for them? So um, on, on, on a I, Hall I, of Fame ballot, a potential I, Hall of Fame ballot, what ballot would you would you vote for him? Would I vote for Trevor Bauer? No, because I I mean he'll he'll probably hear this and tell me that his war and and all these numbers are hall of fame worthy um but i I don't think his numbers are hall of fame worthy right now um hypothetically if if they were if they were hall of fame worthy to you he ended up winning 300 games striking out 4,000 batters you know what whatever it is but he ended up you know we know he uses sticky stuff there's videos i don't know if you saw the video that got posted of him during BP, putting the sticky stuff in his glove. Um, same thing with Garrett Cole, you know, a notable user. We we now know this from that press conference that happened whenever it was, or the post game that happened whenever it was. Would you vote for these guys, knowing that they are cheaters? I mean, Phil Necro's a Hall of Famer, and he used some stuff. I don't think he used... Uh, I think he used sandpaper. I think that was his, his go-to thing. So, I mean, we've seen guys in the past who've used stuff, and whether it's sandpaper, whether it's uh, whatever it is, sticky stuff, or h- however they're they're getting through this, uh, I think it's very tough to pitch in the big leagues, and it's kind of one of those things where I don't see it as cheating since everyone's using it. Um, I think that they have gone above and beyond where the line is. I think that the line has been crossed, but I think that there's got to be a happy medium where the MLB has got to help these guys out and make the ball less slippery, less slick. 
And so I, I definitely would vote for those two had they had Hall of Fame worthy careers. Are you voting for any Astros? That's a different thing. Um, I think that's way, way, way across the line where, like, yeah, teams are, are doing not similar things, but they are trying to gain an advantage. Um, I, I think that's just way too much for me, um, where it's not on an even playing field. I, I think if you were to take a poll of every pitcher in the MLB, there's probably about 80% of guys that are using some sort, and you'll probably tell me it's more than that. You think it's like 95, I think. but I think it's 100%. I, I don't think it's 100%, but I, I think 80% of them are using at least pine tar. If, so, if high school guys are using it, if college guys are using it, if most minor league, if minor leaguers are using it, you have to imagine that almost every single major leaguer is using something. Like I said, eighty percent is pretty high number. You, whatever, it's it's a high number. That's, yeah. it, it's a pre, it's a pretty even playing field. What the Astros did was not an even playing field. They're the only team in MLB that was that had a camera in center field looking at what the catcher was putting down to tell you what pitch was coming. Um, I know there, there's been reports of other teams. I know there was a report that came out about a week ago or two weeks ago that the Dodgers and Rockies were using similar things. Um, <laughs> the Rockies. But I, it was when the Rockies were in the playoffs, so it, it, it was a valid year. Um, I think they knocked out the Cubs, and then they played the Brewers in the or maybe they knocked out the Brewers and Cubs in like a wild card game or something. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I think what the Astros did was way, way, way across the line, way uncalled for. Um, and I would not vote for any Astros. But when it comes to the sticky stuff, like I think everyone's using it, or most everyone's using it, and it's just kind of part of the game. And I, I think the MLB kind of put these pitchers at a disadvantage, like. Um, it feels like all the rules right now are going against pitchers trying to make it easier for hitters and harder for pitchers. And it's, it's getting to a point where it's like, what's the point of, of pitchers? Like, because everything is against pitchers. It's let's move the mound back. So they don't throw as hard. Let's um, take away their pickoff moves. Let's um, whatever. It, let's take away the sticky stuff. Let's, all these things. It feels like it's against the pitcher and it's already hard enough to, to pitch in baseball. So I, I don't know. That's my two cents. And I think to bring this like total full circle, and we 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 talk about this all the time. Like we've talked about this for the past year, <laughs> and, and I think this comes down to Rob Manfred. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that that's this is what all of this conversation comes down to. Whether it's you know the Astros, whether it's cheating, whether it's I mean, heck, even steroids, like. It comes down to Rob Manfred changing rules all the time, you know, and, and, you know, trying to make baseball better in a sense. And, and he's, you know, not to, you know, start pointing the finger at Rob Manfred, but Nate, you and I, like I said, just talk about, we talk about this all the time, you know, all these rule changes, what's going on in the minor leagues, what's going on, you know, we talk about rule changes Whenever they happen, right before the season, you and I, I think, had a podcast about these rule changes and how we felt about them. And, and if anybody wants to go back and listen to it, you know, spoiler alert, we don't we don't like them. 
we don't like very many of them, should we say, because it's it's ruining the game and 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 what's happening right now. This conversation that we're having is is ruining the game in a sense. Like, there's no reason why pitchers need to be docked. I mean, it's happened forever. I get it. You know, you're trying to get a bit of an advantage, but there's no reason to be putting sticky stuff that professional weightlifters use to hold onto the bar better onto a ball so that you can spin the ball a little bit more. Like. I get it. I I get that 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 is what needs to happen so that pitchers get an advantage and exactly what you said. But if you know we weren't trying to change this game as much as it you know it's being changed, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be talking about players you know still doing their thing. We wouldn't be talking about Trevor Bauer doctoring up the baseball or any Angels doctoring up the baseball or. Garrett Cole or anybody like that, we we wouldn't be. So I think at the end of the day, it comes down to to Rob Manfred, and I'm gonna air quote this because I don't know if he is or isn't, but ruining the game. You know, I know change needs to happen, and without getting political, I, I know that there's some things that you know need to happen, and I think we're both in a, in a sense traditionalists, but I think that it's kind of going a little bit too far, and and seeing you know these repercussions from it, and then trying to fix the mistakes that have happened are are really getting into the game like there's no reason for this to be happening mid-season at all there's no reason you no, know it should have been handled either before the season or not at all yeah and i think we talked about that even before the season like hey man this needs to get taken it might not have been on there it might have been off the record but i i, I feel like i had a conversation with you about this and you know this this needs to be taken care of now <laughs> it, it really does because it's going to get out of hand so and and now we're at that point where it's in air quotes out of hand and you know i think in the next two three four month two months we're going to see the ramifications from it and we're going to hear what trevor bauer has to say on his blog and i'm i don't watch it but i know we'll all have all eyes on that because it's going to be a very interesting one he speaks his mind, you know. Garrett Cole, same same thing. You know, all eyes will be on him. Josh Donaldson, you know, Mike Trout's spoken out about it. So I think, you know, without saying it's not a good thing, you know, it's not a good thing. And it, and it boils down to Rob Manfred. So, Nate, any final thoughts? You can, you know, kind of go off on what I had to say or, you know, if you want to bring up anything else, you can too. I just wanted to ask you, will it be a starter or a reliever, first guy suspended for it? Uh, it'll be a reliever because starters, they're just checking them before the game, right? No. They they said they can check pitchers up to eight or nine times a game. They're basically going to check every pitcher in inning. So this is, this is also where this, you know, we're trying to make the game quicker, right? Yeah. Just making the, the game quicker. They don't know how, so according to what I've been reading, they don't know how, like, obvious it's going to be to people at the game or to people who are watching the game on tv like are you going to notice that the umpire has checked them or is it just going to be something where the umpire is going to walk out there and like change baseballs in between innings and you know check his hat check his glove and say you're good to go like they, they don't really know but they're basically saying that the umpires can check as many times as they feel necessary. Seems like a huge waste of time to me. And, you know, they should probably go out there with a thermometer and check the pitcher's temperature, too. I know. You know they do that before the game. Don't forget that. <laughs> bad joke, bad joke. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You know, it's this is tough 
this is really, really, really tough for me. And, and you know, all eyes are going to be on baseball for the next two weeks to a month. And I guess that's what Rob Manfred wants, you know, but I, I don't think it's good. This is definitely isn't good. <laughs> you know, it's going to make games longer, which Rob Manfred doesn't want. It's going to make pitchers very unhappy. You know, we have, don't forget this, the CBA expires after this year. What the hell is going to happen this offseason is beyond me. Like, we're going to have, I uh, man, it's going to be an interesting offseason. And there's a lot of free agents and a lot of money to be thrown around. And I, I we don't know if there's going to be a season next year. You don't. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen with this CBA. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. It really will be. So don't piss off anybody, please, Rob Manfred. I know you're not listening to this, but... Man, like I, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be an interesting month. That's that's all I have to say with with this going on. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You can follow us on all of our social media. Just look us up at Talking Halos. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Leave us a review. Leave us a five star review if you really like it. Really, really do. Uh, shout out to the last person that gave us a review. I think she said we were really consistent, and then we went on like a two-week break and became inconsistent. I apologize. We apologize for that. <laughs> I, I saw it like right as we were about to uh, take a little bit of a break with everything going on, and I was like, "Well, that's not happening anymore." But guys, we're back. And tell a friend about us. You can follow myself at Jared underscore Tim's on Twitter. You can follow Nate at Nate Green thirty four. Guys, thank you so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.